Welcome to Beach Athletics All Access, where you get an inside look at the great coaches, student athletes, alumni, and supporters that make Long Beach State Athletics so special. I'm your host, Rob Clark, Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Relations, and comes by way of UC Santa Barbara, where he's most recently served as the Deputy Director of Athletics. Glad to be here, and thanks for having me, Rob. Excited to have you here. We want to get to know you, and this is a great opportunity for our fans to get to know you and our supporters to get to know you in a little bit different setting uh, than the different events that you've been attending. So if you don't mind, we're just going to fire away. Let's go. All right. (laughs) So you grew up in Orange County. Talk to us about how your younger years have influenced your life. Well, you know, I was lucky. I I say lucky because I'm a California kid and and grew up down in Dana Point, California, southern Orange County, and grew up on the beach and and doing outdoor activities, playing almost every sport growing up, and uh, really golf uh, was my my love. Still is my love. I don't get to play as much golf as I'd like, you know, in a good way and a bad way. Work gets in the way of that, but, uh, you know, I, I have a passion for what I do, but... You know, the, the great thing about this job is it's such a great campus, a great university, a great athletic department. And then, you know, as we just said, growing up in, in southern Orange County, you know, just a couple of drivers away from here, you know, it, I'm just very lucky to uh, to be here. Now, what, what's your handicap? Uh, well, these days, my, my, my golf swing is my handicap. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I'm a, I, I'm a guy that, uh, you know, is going to be in the low 80s, high 70s, you right. know, depending on how often I get to play. The more I get to play, the scoring will go down. But, you, uh, go. you know, I, I'm, I'm lucky uh, to live in a place where, uh, where golf is a huge deal. Great. Now, now you had family and, and um, you attended Arizona State as well. Talk to us about uh, your collegiate experience as well. Yeah, so you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I knew my athletic career was coming to an end uh, after high school. But uh, you know, my parents had lived in Scottsdale in the late '60s, early '70s, and my my older brother actually was at Arizona State. And uh, you know, I wanted to experience something different, but I didn't want to travel across the country to to go to to go to school and to go to college. But you know, it was a great opportunity for me uh, to just to go to a vibrant community, and 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 sports is a big deal there, and. And so I started working in, in, in athletics as a student. Um, you know, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I, when I was a grown-up, so to speak, okay. but, but I knew that I had a passion for sports, and I didn't know what that was going to lead to necessarily, but I knew it was something that I wanted to be involved in. So, you know, I began as literally a student worker, um, working in the operations area of, of, of Arizona State Athletics, and then progressed, obviously, as, as I graduated. Timing in life is, is everything, and and there was a job that opened up, and uh, you know I was able to get the job and kind of started my career. Uh, so you know it's kind of funny as I look back and reflect upon it, but y- you know you never know where you know your journey is going to take you and what that path's going to be. But my time at Arizona State was phenomenal. That's where I met my my my, my wife Nicole. Um, so we've uh, been able to go on this journey together, and you know I, I laugh all the time. You know she's she's basically I say allowed me to do what I do and, and, and let me really uh, explore my passion for athletics. And, and all of us are in the clear and the important is to have buy-in from everyone that's close to you. This is a lifestyle; it's, it's not just a job. That's right. <laughs> now you, uh, you you started initially in, in facilities and then moved to the fundraising external side. Talk to us about that transition and how it's prepared you. Yeah, you know, I I, I really felt um, as I as I went into fundraising that, that that operations and capital projects and facilities really it provided me a great foundation to work on. Obviously, very very different areas, 
Um, but in terms of understanding processes around fundraising for capital projects, you know, that's always been uh, a huge piece for me in terms of uh, success. And, and I think that background, uh, having a real mix of, of, of skill sets has been uh, very rewarding. But, you know, I, I'm a big people person and, uh, you know, I love building relationships, working with people. Um, so, again, it's that passion, right? Where do you find your passion and then how do you find your path to, to where you are? And, you know, I always laugh. I, I don't know if there's a, a game plan or, you know, an exact formula of how you get where you end up. But I've been very lucky in terms of timing and opportunities and mentors to kind of have that broad experience and to transition into different areas to prepare me to be where I am today. Now, you, you saw the opening, obviously, with the position here. And so what, what has drawn you to Long Beach State? Well, you know, as I mentioned, growing up in Southern Orange County, you know, I was very aware of the beach and what was going on. And when the pyramid was built, you know, as a kid, you know, we'd travel around and go different places and play different tournaments and do this and do that. So I was always aware of the beach. And, uh, you know, obviously being in the Big West, you know, since since 2010 at Santa Barbara, I was acutely aware of the success uh, of Long Beach State. Um, you know, I, I think in the seven years I was at Santa Barbara, uh, Long Beach State won the Commissioner's Cup five times. So, um, you know, I knew what a, what a strong foundation was here with great coaches and staff and supporters and donors and, and, and the campus in general. So that was really something for me that when, when, when the job opened up, I said, man, this is, this is something I want to be a part of. In, in preparation for our uh, talks today, I wanted to look and see what some of our fans were asking and, and wanted to know of you. And I know I've, I've been to a few events where you've spoken about this, but talk to us about your vision for Long Beach State Athletics. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'd start out with, you know, there's three core values that I believe in that, that I want our department uh, to always strive for and achieve. And, and the first is that we provide the best possible experience for our student-athletes in the classroom, in the field of competition. That's very important. That's why we do what we do ultimately. Uh, it's not about me. It's about the we. Uh, the second one is building and sustaining winning programs. And that always sounds easier than it is. Uh, a lot of programs you'll see across the country where someone will pop up and have a great year, but it's sustained success, which is what we all strive for. And that comes from hiring and retaining great coaches and staff. So we're going to work very hard on that. We've got great coaches and great student-athletes here. And then the third thing is, is doing things the right way. And, and it's a little clichéic, but, but I believe in, you know, we have to do things the right way. We have to care about each other. Uh, that's something I believe in is creating a, a culture of caring. You care about your teammates. You care about your coaches. Uh, you know, the students, you know, the student body here is unbelievable and we're very thankful for that. Um, so we're going to, we're going to work hard and, and we've got a great staff in place and, and ultimately what we're going to focus on is winning championships. And I use the championships plural, uh, you know, many times, as I mentioned earlier, we talk about the, the big West commissioner's cup, and that's a great measuring stick to know how your department's doing within the conference. Um, and long beach has been phenomenal in that. But we have programs that can compete nationally. Um, you know, obviously, men's volleyball had a great run. Uh, they'll be bringing back most of the team, and, and, and we're really excited about the future there. Baseball right now, I think, is ranked at least number seven in the country. Uh, women's basketball obviously had their great run and almost upset Oregon State on the road as a two seed. Um, traditionally, women's volleyball. I mean, the list is so long in terms of championships. So, you know, I don't want to, you know, corner any any of our teams you know i don't want to limit teams and say well it's only about the big west championship 
we have teams that are going to compete beyond that, and that's what we're going to strive for across the board. And you talk about hiring and, and uh, retaining great coaches. And recently completed the head coaching search of, of Jeff Kamen for our women's basketball uh, team. And, and you oftentimes hear the term the right fit used a lot during the hiring process. Share with us your philosophy on what the right fit is here at Long Beach State for hiring coaches and staff. You know, I think whenever you run a search, you're, you're going to obviously narrow it down. And as you narrow it down, you're going to have a pool, a candidate pool that they can all coach. You know, if it's a coaching position, they're all going to understand X's and O's. They're all going to be able to recruit. They may have maybe some different strengths in those areas. But by and large, you're looking at people who have very similar traits. The difference is, is that you could be a great coach at school X, but not at school Y. And the difference is understanding culture and aligning with the culture of the university. And that's why I think Jeff rose to the top at every single point in the search process is that he understood, and obviously he worked here previously on Jody's staff as an assistant coach, but he just understands what the culture is here. And I think when you can come in and hit the ground running and understand the culture, you're going to have success uh, much more quickly than someone who doesn't. So for Jeff, you know, he understands what the goals of the university are. Uh, he buys into the academic side, which is, which is what we're, again, focused on is academics. Uh, obviously, Division I, winning matters. But, but ultimately, what we want are our student-athletes walking across the this, this stage and, 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 and grabbing that diploma and, and racing on. Um, but it is about the fit, and it's used all the time. People use it, but it's the truth. Uh, you have to have people that understand and align with the core values, and and, and Jeff is that person. Now, it's uh, you have a leg up on this, having been in California, understand the the process. Uh, state funding becomes a challenge at, at many state institutions here, as it continues to to dwindle. How, how do you keep Long Beach State competitive, both in the classroom and and on the uh, fields of competition? And it's it's a difficult task, but but you know. We need to build relationships, and the, the community of Long Beach and the metro area uh, are, are very supportive of our department and our students. Um, you know, the lifeblood uh, of any program or any organization is funding. I mean, you need great people. Great people are the foundation, but you have to provide resources. So what we need to do is tell a compelling story, which is what we have. We have a story of academic achievement and athletic achievement. And then it's connecting people's passions with those two items. Uh, as we go out in the community, we want to we tell that story. We want to engage people who are going to buy into what we're doing. Um, you know, our success isn't possible without donors. And, you know, I'd like to take a, you know, a pause right now and just thank everyone who's, who's out there listening right now um, that we're very appreciative of what you do for us and not only athletics but our, our campus as a whole. Um, and then obviously I'd also like to thank ASI. You know, uh, you know, to me, they're a donor, uh, and we need to treat them with respect and care and, and show appreciation, be transparent with them and their investment in our, in our student-athletes. Um, so, it, it, you know, again, I'm going to use a cliche, but it takes a village. It, it takes an entire community and an entire campus to, to, to really achieve great things, and, and we're just very appreciative of those who support us. Well, what are some of those things? Now, you've been here uh, just still under a month, but... What are some things that have impressed you so far in your first few weeks on the job? To, to a person, you know, I, as I've said, I'm going to do a lot of listening. So I, I'm, I'm trying to get out as much as I can and, and talk to people. But it's the love for the beach. I mean, I cannot tell you every conversation 
you know, when I'm, when I'm able to kind of pull people aside at, at, at events and say, you know, tell me, tell me about your experience. And people absolutely love this campus. They love this, this community. And I always think, you know, you need people who care. And, and again, it sounds really simple to say, but if you want to achieve things, you need to have people that buy in uh, and are going to be there for you. You know, as you mentioned, the state budgets are what they are. You know, in a perfect world, it'd be great to say, you, you know, the state's going to provide everything for us. Uh, but it's not. And that's OK. You know, you know, no great thing was achieved without hard work and determination. So, you know, w- what I just find are people who care. They want to be involved. They want to help. Uh, and that's where, you know, the foundation of success begins is with the people around you. Uh, now, some some supporters have been around the program, and what would you say uh, to those supporters and how they can best help the program? Well, I, I think is to continue being involved, and, and there's a lot of ways that you can help. You can buy season tickets. You can come out to our events. You can obviously make a gift in support of our student-athletes. You can be an advocate. You can be a referral. You can bring your friends to the game. If you're a current season ticket holder, we ask that you bring your friends out to the games. Um, but there's there's no limitation, and, and and sometimes I think people think, well, I just can't write a big check. Well, we need everybody, you know, and, and I never want people to think that there's only one way to help us. And and so you know, your question is a great question then, of, of of how you can you can be an advocate for our student athletes and our coaches, and that's really to, to part, participate with us. Uh, you know, we do obviously during the summer we do camps and clinics. Uh, you know, we our coaches are doing you know doing the sport camps. You know, that's a way to bring, uh, you know, youth onto campus. And, and, I, and I love that, you know, is bringing youth on campus. And we do a lot of uh, student groups from, from schools around the area who come to games. And, you know, the great part is that they get to experience an athletic event, but they also get to experience being on a campus. And that's the goal, I think, for all of us in the community is we want, you know, our sons and daughters to, to get a higher education and get that college degree. And it starts with being exposed to it, that you can see that it's happening. You see peers, older peers who are doing it. And, and that's a powerful thing uh, because not everybody gets to experience that. So that's our goal. You talk about it takes a village uh, on this campus. There are over 3,000 employees. So literally there is a village right here on this campus. Uh, what would you say to, to faculty and staff members who aren't necessarily involved in athletics right now as to your thoughts uh, regarding athletics in the campus community? Well, you know, I, I think the great thing about athletics, it, it is a unifying force. You know, I think about, you know, my own experience in, in college. You know, I, I was a political science major and I had friends who were in business. And, you know, we get a little bit of siloed, right? You know, we're kind of focused, all of us, on our, on our daily kind of thing that we're doing. The great thing about athletics is ultimately, you know, we're all here at the beach. You know, we can all unify around the same banner, the school colors, what's going on. And I think that, you know, one way to celebrate that is is to participate and to come out to our events. Uh, you know, we talk, uh, you and I, Rob, about outreach. Well, there's external outreach, which I've talked a lot about today. But then there's the internal, which which is, you know, to your point, how do we engage? And, and what I would say is it matters. It matters to our student athletes and coaches when they look up in the stands and they see their classmates or they see their professor or they see, you know, President Conley, who is unbelievable and, and is basically at every event and not just athletics, but across the campus. Um, but but I think that the value is and we need to probably continue to educate is you know, these student-athletes just aren't walking around, bouncing a basketball, kicking a soccer ball. They're going to class. 
you know, one of the, the great things that I love to talk about is the APR scores uh, here at the beach, and that's the academic progress rate, which basically is a, I don't want to bore anybody, but a computation of, you know, how are your student athletes doing in the classroom? And Long Beach State is doing a phenomenal job. So the APR, which is conducted by the NCAA, has been in place for 12 years. And in those 12 years, Long Beach has always met the minimum and exceeded it. Uh, we have 12 of, of, of 17 teams who are at 975. A perfect score would be 1,000. Um, and no other Cal State school has actually met the threshold every single year. We're the only one out of, I believe, 23 Cal State schools who have done that. So what I would say to, to, to the faculty and staff is that, you know, the beach is getting it done in the classroom and on that field of competition. And, uh, you know, we appreciate, you know, all their support and, and, and come on out. You alluded to the support of President Connolly. Talk to us about the support that you've felt so far and your thoughts on uh, how supportive President Connolly is of the athletic department. You know, you know, this is my fourth university I've worked at, and, and I've worked at some some great universities. But I, hands down, President Conley is unbelievable. Uh, she is so engaged, so caring, um, and, and that matters. I think all of us, no matter where you work, you, you want a boss who buys into what you're doing, understands what you're going through, and wants to be a part of it. Not just manages it, but wants to be part of that process. And even in the month that I've been here or so, you know, President Conley has been out to so many events, whether it's the send off of our teams going off to, to NCAA tournaments. You know, I, I always marvel at, you know, I always think, well, hey, I've got a busy day here. I, you know, the world of a, you know, a university president, I mean, I can't even imagine what that schedule is every single day. So to be able to come out, to be visible means a lot to us. Um, you know, it's not like that everywhere. And that's not to throw any other university under the bus, but. Uh, you know, I think it is a special thing here and that uh, President Conley, again, she understands the culture of the city of Long Beach and this campus and this community. And she gets that there is a passion for athletics here. Um, and, and that was really one of the things that sold me to come here is I knew, again, as we talked about the, the success of the program in general over the years, but the opportunity to come work for someone like President Conley, that doesn't come around very often. So for me, it was you know a no-brainer. The President Conley is very prominent on Twitter, and, and you are prolific on Twitter as well. <laughs> Talk to us about the importance of, of digital media in, in this digital age. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. I used to think that I was hip and with it and all this stuff. And, you know, times have changed, you know, in, in terms of how we all communicate. Um and it's critical because nowadays the power of the the smartphone in your hand, you can literally get every piece of information almost instantaneously. And so when you live in that type of world, you, you need to be a part of it. I mean, you can't sit there and go, well, you know, I'm not a big social media guy. You have to be. You know, these, these younger students – that's that's the world they live in. It was much different for me when I was younger and even in college. We didn't have cell phones in college, you know. So, you know, this world of I can instantaneously get a message, whether you're pushing out information on ticketing or events or just updates on what's going on in the department is, is critical. Um, you know, I mean, you can watch recruits can watch games on their phone. You know, this idea of terrestrial radio, which is phenomenal and something that, that I love. Um, you know, instead of just sitting in your car or having to have a literal radio with an antenna, 
you don't need that anymore. I mean, K Beach, I can get on my phone and get on the K Beach app and, and I can listen to the game or hear the shows that the students are putting on. So you just have to be really aware. Um, and Rob, you know this because your background is really focused on this, that, that things change so rapidly and you, you really have to be, you know, it's almost like driving that car. And while you can't see around the corner, you have to anticipate what's coming around the corner. So, you know, I know that that's what you focused on and done a great job in our department. And that's something that I'm going to support moving forward is how do we continue to be on the cutting edge? How do we continue to be relevant? And, and, and as I mentioned earlier, if we're going to be doing outreach, you have to make sure that the right platform is hitting the right people. We, we've had uh, a lot of fans that not only wanted to know your vision, but what does it take to win here? And I want to get your thoughts on when you talk about winning. What, what does it take to win? You know, it, it starts with great coaches. Um, you, and, and I look at coaches as teachers. I mean, they're teaching on the court, off the court, wherever they are. They're, you know, it's life skills. But you need to have people who, who have that, the basic skill set, as, 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 as silly as it sounds, you know, do you have people that understand? And, and again, that's what we have great coaches here. Uh, you need to have great student athletes. You need to bring the right student athletes. You know, it goes back to the right fit. It's the same thing with student athletes. You know, you have to understand the culture. You have to understand what it takes to succeed at the beach. Um, it's, you know, college isn't easy, you know, especially when, you, when, you, when, you're, when you're a student athlete and you have those time demands and you still got to get in the classroom and, and, and compete against, you know, your fellow students to achieve. Uh, so you got to have those coaches, you got to have the student athletes. Uh, you need to have an administration uh, that supports the, the mission of athletics. And again, we, we have that here with, with President Conley. Uh, and you need to have a community that cares. Um, you need to have people that, that want to see you succeed, that understand the value of student athletes. You know, I, I like to think that we're, we're, we're cultivating leaders and champions. I mean, the, the statistics say 90% of student athletes go on to be pro in something other than sports after they graduate. And, and I take that very seriously. You know, you think, uh, and Rob, you know this, in your career, you, you see these student athletes who go on, you see them five, 10 years later, and, mm-hmm. and they're doing amazing things. You know, they're, they're working in their communities, whether they're teachers, uh, doctors, nurses, you know, whatever it is. Um, but to be successful, you know, there, there are key ingredients and going back to it we have those here uh you know we need to keep working on it we need to keep expanding it uh budgetarily you know as i mentioned you need to have resources so you know we need to look for those sponsorship opportunities uh the philanthropic opportunities uh but you know there's no reason that the success that's already been built um that we can't take it to new heights I love hearing leadership and learning more about leadership. Um, oftentimes people talk about leadership styles and, and approaches. What, what's your, your thought process on leadership and, and your approach in leadership? You know, I, I really believe in empowering others around you. I mean, you have to provide vision. Um, you know, you have to provide the foundational pieces for people to succeed. But, but I always feel, and, and maybe it's because, you know, that's the, the model that I, quote, grew up around in in my early career is you, you have to let people do their jobs. Um, so, you know, when people ask me, and I do laugh because I say I'm not a micromanager. I could be the world's biggest micromanager. <laughs> but, you know, nobody likes to be micromanaged. And, and people ultimately need to have ownership of what they're doing, no matter what their role is or what they're doing. You know, people are going to achieve a, a greater result when they feel that they're truly part of that. So as a leader, I want those around me that, that feel that they have a, an important role, 
that they understand their role. And that goes to communication as well. You know, sometimes with staff, they, they don't understand where their piece fits into the puzzle. And it's really important as a leader to communicate with your staff and let them know, hey, this is important. And let me know. Let me tell you why it's important. You know, um, they're not going to see everything that their that their their leader or their manager is going to see. And so it's critical that you communicate in a way um, that people understand what the goals are, the mission, the values. Um, so you know, I, again, I, I was really lucky. I had I had bosses and mentors that that allowed me at times to fail a little bit, you know, that, that you have to grow, that you can't always have the training wheels on, that, you know, you're going to have to get going on your own. Um, and, and, and that's my goal, you know, in terms of management, I'm a, I'm a walk around guy, managed by walking around. You know, I always tell people, you know, I just don't want to be the guy that's going to darken a door. Like, oh, here comes Andy. Why is he visiting my office? You know, I believe you have to have relationships. It can't always be me walking in and telling someone no, or you can't do this, or you can't do that. Uh, you know, you're going to have discussions and days where, you, you know, people aren't going to always agree on everything. But, but it's important that you build relationships, and those have to be trust-based relationships. Those relationships that have influenced your life, who are some of those mentors you've talked about, mentors or advisors that have guided you in some of those lessons that you've learned from them? So uh, Joanne Nestor, who was a, a athletic director at the University of San Diego when I first got there, um, she, she's got an amazing experience. She's retired now. She, she'd been an AD at three other schools. And, um, you know, I, I've kind of come up more the external side of the house and, and she had such great experience on the internal side of the house and compliance and academics. And, and so, you know, it was great for me to kind of pick her brain over time. And she's still someone that, that I talk to all the time. I talked to her about three weeks ago. She's retired in Marco Island now down, down in Florida, um, but you know, she was a huge piece and, and gave me so many opportunities staff, a young staff member, uh, to begin supervising sports and coaches. Um, Kai Snyder, who, who followed Joanne, uh, he's, he's an amazing, uh, leader and someone that I, I think I really learned strategic processes, strategic planning from, from Kai. Um, he's actually now a vice president at the university of San Diego. So he's transitioned from athletic director into an administrative role. Uh, and again, he afforded me opportunities. Um, you know, I, I've had a lot of great coaches that I've worked with uh, over time. Uh, you know, one of them, Jim Harbaugh, was a football coach at the University of San Diego when I was there. And, you know, as a sports supervisor, especially when you're younger, you're, you're trying to learn, right? You're, you're, you're trying to learn how to be a manager and to be supportive. And at the same time, you have to manage expectations. And, and Jim was always, always great. Um, and, you know, I always appreciated the frank discussions that we had. Um, he was a guy that would tell you like it is, but, you know, you could always come to a common ground of understanding. And, you know, I think that's really important. Um, you know, I, I thank my athletic director at uh, UC Santa Barbara, John McCutcheon. You know, I, I, I think where I am today is due to the past two and a half years under, under John when I was working for him that, again, he afforded me opportunity and that's where I go back to when you ask the question about leadership and, and management is about empowering people. I, I've been so lucky and blessed to have people that, that provided me those opportunities that I believe in the pay it forward. You know, that's what I need to do for, for my staff. So, you know, it, it's, it's all about relationships, and, I, and I'm just lucky that uh, I've had great ones. Well, Andy, it's been uh, wonderful having you on the show. We'll, we'll hear much more from you in the, in the future here. But before we go, one last question. Uh, what would you like our fans to hear that they may not have already heard about you and your vision of Long Beach State Athletics? Well, I, I think, you know, the one thing that I just want to keep hammering home is that, you know, myself and, and our staff, 
um, that we're always going to be available and visible and accessible and transparent. Um, you know, getting back to a little bit of, of being a manager and leadership is we're going to be transparent in everything we do. Uh, folks may not always agree with with myself or, or our, our staff, but what I'm going to say is we're never going to duck you. We're never not going to answer you. Uh, you know, you, you may you may ask a question. We make a, I may make a decision that that you don't agree with. But what I hope is that that we work together. That we're all for the common good of the beach. Um, but that we're we're going to be heavily invested into relationships and building those relationships across our campus. So that's internal again, as well as externally and in the local community. So you know, again, I, I'm just thrilled to be here. Very appreciative of everybody who loves the beach, and uh, I, I just I can't say enough. Um, you know, how proud I am of our coaches and student athletes. Great. Well, thank you again, Andy, and go beach. Thank you, Rob. Go beach. The Beach All Access Podcast is a presentation of the Long Beach State Radio Network on K Beach. Go beach.